630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning leading the Florida Panthers 1-0 three minutes into the second period. Corey Perry with the goal. Man, oh man, is he ever going to slow down? His fourth of the playoffs came on the power play. So one nothing lightning over the Panthers, and they lead the best of seven, one zip. Coming up in uh, about an hour and a half, it's the Blues at Colorado. Colorado up one nothing in the best of seven. They have yet to lose a game in this playoff season. Tomorrow, of course, the Oilers at the Flames for game two of that series. We're going to have the face-off show at 6. The game will start a little after 8.30. It's a late one. Good thing it's a Friday night as Calgary took game one. 9-6 last night. It still feels a little weird to say that score, talking about a playoff hockey game. Flames 9, Oilers 6 was your final. So Calgary wins the first Battle of Alberta playoff game uh, that has been played since 1991 as we create new memories and new storylines in the BOA. I, 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 but there's a lot to talk about, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping some of you folks can help me out tonight because I have a confession to make. I am perplexed. I am confused. I am befuddled. I didn't bring a thesaurus, so that's all I can come up with off the top of my head. And, and I'm going to dive into some of the storylines because there are many pertaining to this series and coming out of last night's game. Of course, Calgary is very good. Give them credit. Of course, they forecheck extremely hard. And yes, the Oilers have to defend better. And yes, they have to find a way to uh, counteract what Calgary is doing and maybe get something going in the offensive end themselves. And let's see how Jacob Markstrom is going to play. Quite frankly, even though Mike Smith got pulled, and Smith is going to start again tomorrow night. We'll talk about that as we go again. Jacob Marston was probably the third best of the three goaltenders can play in that that played in that game. That's another storyline. How strong is he going to be bouncing back? I expect very strong. But that's not what I'm confused, perplexed, and befuddled about tonight. Uh, I, I am confused, perplexed, and befuddled about an ongoing problem for the Edmonton Oilers that appeared to be repaired to at least some extent and now uh, appears to be broken again. And that is how they play early in hockey games. And as someone who talks about sports daily, you know what? I'm going to make a confession. Sometimes I get sick of cliches. Sometimes I get sick of hearing the same phrases from uh, players and coaches over and over again. And sometimes I catch myself using one when I know I shouldn't. And I kind of wince and I'm thinking, oh, you got to you got to use different language. You got to take it somewhere different than that. But I've also come to accept that the, the reason some cliches exist is because they are true. And the circumstances surrounding those cliches uh, often do have a major impact on the outcome of games, whether it's hockey or football or basketball or marbles or whatever your game of choice is. And that is, we got to come out of the gate strong. We got to score first, strong first 10 minutes, big opening shift, play with energy, set the tone, take it to them. Let them know they're going to be in for a long night. Whichever. Those are all cliches. Those are all things I've heard. I've probably heard them out of Oilers' mouths in the last month. Forget about going back to the start of the season. And yet, and yet, my friends, starts to games are now once again a problem for the Edmonton Oilers. Game one against Los Angeles, not good. Not good at all. 
Game two, uh, better. Wound up winning that game. Uh, game three, I would say generally pretty good. Uh, game four against Los Angeles, bad. Game five against Los Angeles, bad. Game six and seven against LA, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. You know, you got to got to assess it thoroughly and honestly here. Game one against the Calgary Flames. Is there a grade lower than F minus? Because that's how you would grade the Oilers' start to that game. Uh, do I need to remind you it was two nothing for the opposition fifty one seconds into the game, and it was three nothing about six minutes into the game, and uh, even continuing into the second period, about six minutes into the second period, the shots on goal were thirty one eight for the Calgary Flames, and it probably should have been more lopsided than five one or five two, whatever it was at that time. And so this is uh, this is befuddling. Because it is an ongoing problem, certainly for the first half of the season. It was detrimental for long, long stretches for the Oilers. They often didn't play well early. They often allowed the first goal. Uh, The Oilers were 29th in the league in terms of scoring first in the regular season. The Calgary Flames were first. You know how the Calgary Flames are going to start a game. And they did it. So the Oilers know they don't start well. They know the Flames do start well. And they just let it happen last night. Bad checking, bad clearing, below average goaltending, and you're playing uphill the entire game. And yeah, thrilling, it was 6 6. Uh, they fought back. Markstrom didn't play well. Cool. Yeah, cool. But man, oh man, um, just a terrible start to the game. And it's, it's at the point, and this is why I'm, I'm confused, perplexed, and befuddled, and why I'm asking for your help tonight, because I'm getting at a loss as to why it keeps happening and how it gets fixed. It has been different coaches. It has been different players. It has been different players brought in to specifically provide leadership. And and it keeps happening over and over again. And it keeps happening, you know, in the playoffs here in some big moments. And and look, I'm not saying you got to score first every game. Of course, sometimes you're going to get beat. The other time, the other team is trying to start the game off uh, flying as well. But there's ways to play it even or have a bit of a counterpunch. And the Oilers really didn't have one uh, for most of the first period last night. And, and, and it's a problem and you can get away with it against L.A. and you can get away with it in chunks of the regular season. Uh, they will not get away with it against the Calgary Flames. Now, maybe tomorrow is going to be totally different and this won't be a storyline. But I I think there are some concerning things, and maybe some of you have your worry pants hiked up a little higher than usual after seeing that game last night. Now, I am not going to be a total negative Nelly. I think the Oilers can play better. I think they will play better. Uh, I think the Calgary Flames are a very good team. They're not a perfect team. I think their level may come down a little bit, though what worries me is I think their goaltender's level is going to go way up. So this series is not over. But there were some concerning things, and we'll discuss other ones as well. But I'm going to start with the starts tonight because it's been an ongoing problem for the Oilers, and I am sort of at a loss as to uh, why it's it's happening still as often as it does. Mike Smith was asked why they don't start on time. Yeah, it's to a man to be to be ready to compete right from the, the drop of the puck. And, and uh, I mean, we're in the second round of the playoffs now. There's no surprises. Everyone's, you know, you'd think everyone's prepared and ready to go from, from the get-go, but it's been somewhat of an issue here for, for a group in the games that we have lost. I think we haven't had the starts that we were capable of or, or that we want, so it's definitely something we want to address and, and not let it happen too much more here. 
Well, and I'll, I'll echo that. Uh, if it happens much more, the, the Oilers' season will end in the next eight to ten days. Zach Hyman also commented on starting on time. I think we've done it at times, so I think that everybody should have an understanding of what they need to do early on, right from the get-go. So it's up to every player to, to be ready. You know, you, you can't get ready for another guy. You can you know, try to pump him up and one up, but everybody's got to be individually ready for when that puck drops because we know that when we start on time and we start well, you know, we put ourselves in a really good chance to win. Yeah, and I, I spoke to someone today who follows the Oilers very closely, and, and I trust his opinion. He does have uh, considerable coaching credentials. And uh, he said the Oilers seem to wait to see what type of game it's going to be. And again, that is confusing, perplexing, and befuddling because wouldn't you want to try to decide what type of game it's going to be? I mean, look, maybe you're trying to play a certain way and then the other team stops you and you got to adjust. Okay, but at least you're trying to impose your will on the game instead of deciding, oh, well, let's see what type of game it's going to be. And in the meantime, you fall behind two or three nothing. 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. That is the good old hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Brian is going to kick off the open line tonight. Brian, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how you doing? Good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear your frustration. And, uh, uh, you know, here's the thing. I, I find as a fan, what's, what's most frustrating is this team can do it. They, they show at times uh, and, and long stretches of time where they play as a unit. They're strong. Uh, they're playing for each other. They're playing in a system, and things are going well. And then you get you get nights like the, the other night, last night. And to me, it, I think it boils down to uh, men, their men, their mental state. It's between the ears. It's not it's not physical. It's it's between the ears. Mm-hmm. And I would I would agree that they are a, a team that maybe lacks a little bit of identity, but. They're, they're waiting to see what the other team is going to do. And against Calgary, you know exactly what you're going to get because they start pretty well every game the same way. Um, when, the, when the Oilers um, play like, you know, when, when they're waiting to see what happens, when there's a spark, then one get you know, they, they start getting going and then you can see you know, the team picks up and then they start going in that direction. Then, you know, they got that momentum. But again, once, once they, they, they start a game and, and uh, they're, they're not all on board mentally, this is what, this is what happens. And I think it's immaturity as well. I think it's just, uh, you know, if, if this is what the Oilers are, um, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not going to go very far. They have to yeah. figure this out. But I, I think it's it should be. it shouldn't be though, Brian. Like, stand, it it it, and that's maybe why I'm still a little bit confused. It shouldn't be with Keith and Smith on the team now, and Drysaitel and McDavid in year seven or eight or whatever they're in respectively, and, and McDavid. I mean. Like you said, we know they can do it. I mean, he went out and crushed, uh, was it Jersey of the first shift to game seven on Saturday? Yep. yep you know, yep. Nuge is in year 11. Like that's a nurse is in whatever year he's in. Like it, it shouldn't be immaturity, but it is, it, it is a mindset. It, it, it is something a little mental. Sure, like sure I know, 
Yeah, like, sure, is the roster still flawed? Okay. But like, yeah. it's not like Calgary's the most perfect hockey team that's ever existed. They're very good. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? That's what makes it yeah. strange to me. So, so Reed, I have a question for you. What what drove the Oilers back in the eighties? I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't mean to go back and, and compare, but let's face it: that there was a team that was fairly consistent for a number of years, and they played the same type of hockey it, night in and night out. Now, what what was what was their secret? That's a good. Well, they had two of the top three players in the league, <laughs> and the best offensive yep. defenseman, so that helped. Yeah. I also think they probably knew they could play the style they wanted because of the goaltender they had. That probably helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tough for me to think back to that about those games because I, you know, I don't remember yeah. the details of every game. But that's what I would say off the top of my head. Hey, yeah. Brian, yeah. Brian, I got to get yeah. a break in, okay? Thanks, Thanks Reed. Thanks, Reed. Yeah, appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Colin is up next on the Certainty Hotline. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Tonight, the Oil Kings start the Eastern Conference Final tomorrow in Winnipeg. We'll get a preview with Andrew Peart, the play-by-play voice for the Oil Kings, later on tonight. Oilers and Flames game two tomorrow right here on 630 Ched. We have Colin on the Certainty Hotline. Colin, are you befuddled, confused, or perplexed, or what's going on? Well, I'm a bit uh, disappointed, frustrated with the starts as well as everybody else. But uh, to me, in my opinion, uh, part of the problem is we have the wrong guys at the puck drop. And by that, I mean, I see Bouchard and Keith, who, in my opinion, are probably our you know, most uh, defensively challenged defensemen. And also, the as far as the forward line goes, I think, Nuge and Archibald and maybe throw in Hyman right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those guys would not be, you know, hemmed in right, o- right away. You know, they're pretty good defensively and sound. And to me, you know, it's, it's constantly you see those two defensemen, you know, every period, you know, even at the start game, you know, uh, you know on the ice. And right away, we're hemmed in, you know, like, to me, the first shift is very important. You know, it kind of sets the tone for for the rest of the you know, period and even the game for itself, for that matter. But uh, also, you know, on top of that, you know, there to me, there's, I don't know what's happening with Nurse, uh, but he, he doesn't seem to be getting a lot of ice time lately. I don't know whether he's injured or not, but... Yeah, I think he's... I think he's still dealing with something, Colin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think him and Cece should be starting. Or even Kulak. If if Nurse can't go, let Kulak, you know, get in there. You know, even just for the first shift, you know. And then you can, you know, go to the regular pairings after that. But And also, too, you know, I don't think the uh, the first 10 minutes, Keith and Bouchard should not be getting a lot of minutes. Give them, you know, a shift or two or whatever. But, you know, just to get the, you know, get the game going, get the flow going and whatnot. And also right. some other comments regarding. Uh, I don't know why Malone is not playing. Uh, you know he's a you know pretty good you know physical uh, player. You know who's who could probably you know play well against Calgary and uh, even Nimalainen. I don't know whether Nimalainen is injured as well. But no, they're they're both black aces. I I 
I doubt those guys are going to be inserted, Colin. I, we had a caller last night who said they got to put Nima Linen in. I, I think that's highly, highly unlikely at this point. I mean, they, they were in the AHL most of the season for a reason. Um, I mean, Malone's a good pro. I mean, I think he's a maybe if you need someone down the line. Uh, personally, I think tomorrow, I think they'll go with six defense, but I think Fogel will play. I, I think if they do insert a black ace, and I know Stoff has talked about this, I mean, maybe it's Dylan Holloway, but again, I, I, I'm always reluctant. And I said this to a caller last night, well, I guess earlier this morning, you know, I, I, I'm always careful with the attitude is let's put in an AHLer who excites us and think he's thinks he's going to turn the whole team around. I think that's a lot to ask for a guy who's been in the minors a long time, but we'll see. Uh, David's up next on the phone line. I got to get in the news and weather. It's inside sports on 630 Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.